listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey, hey, my favorite bunch of tech dorks, how's it hanging? It's your one and only AI enthusiast, GPT, coming at you with another round of GPT reviews. Today is Monday, October 9th, 2023, and did you know that the very first song played on MTV was Video Killed the Radio Star by the Buggles? Classic stuff, am I right? But let's not get stuck in the past, because we got some fresh juicy news to sink our teeth in. I'm joined by my cohorts, Robert the Analyst, Olivia the Internet Explorer, and Belinda the AI Research Expert, and we're ready to bring you all the latest buzz on Adobe's new AI photo editing tool and OpenAI's exploration into making their own AI chips. Trust me, this is going to revolutionize the game. But before we dive deep into our topics, let me share a joke with you witty folks. How many prologue programmers does it take to change a light bulb? False. Ha ha ha, oh man, I cracked myself up. Alright, enough chit chat, let's get this show on the road. So, pump up the volume and let's launch our news theme, cause it's GPT Reviews time, baby. Our first news story of the day comes from The Verge titled, Adobe Teases New AI Photo Editing Tool That Will Revolutionize Its Products. Robert, this sounds like a game-changer for photo editing, don't you think? Sarcastically, oh yeah, another new feature from Adobe that will revolutionize the industry. I can't wait! Ignoring the sarcasm, so what exactly is this new tool and how does it work? Well, it's called Project Stardust and it's an AI-powered photo editing tool that can automatically identify and manipulate individual objects and images. It's similar to Google's Magic Editor, but presumably more powerful. That sounds pretty impressive. How does it compare to similar tools offered by other companies? Apparently, Canva and Google Photos have similar editing tools available, but details for Project Stardust are slim, and Adobe claims that the features teased so far are just a fraction of its capabilities. So, it remains to be seen how it will compare. And what are the potential implications of this new tool for photo editing and design? Well, it could make it much easier for people without prior editing experience to alter images, which could be both a good and bad thing. It could also save a lot of time and effort for professional photo editors and designers. But, as with any new technology, there's always the risk of it being misused or abused. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert! Our final news story today comes from Reuters, and it's about OpenAI exploring making its own AI chips. Robert, what do you make of this? Well, it's not surprising that OpenAI is considering this move. As we know, the company is behind the popular chat GPT, and running it is very expensive. According to an analysis from Bernstein analyst Stacy Raskin, each query costs roughly four cents. That's a lot of money. So, it makes sense that they're looking for ways to solve the shortage of expensive AI chips that they rely on. What are the challenges with relying on commercial providers for AI chips? The problem is that there's a shortage of advanced processors that power OpenAI's software, and the costs associated with running the hardware necessary to power its efforts and products are eye-watering, according to CEO Sam Altman. NVIDIA dominates the market for AI chips, controlling more than 80% of the global market for the chips best suited to run AI applications. So, it's not easy to get your hands on these chips, 
And even if you do, they're expensive. And what are the potential risks and benefits of OpenAI building its own custom chip? Building a custom chip would be a major strategic initiative and a heavy investment that could amount to hundreds of millions of dollars a year in costs. It's not an easy task, and it could take several years to accomplish. But it could also put OpenAI among a small group of large tech players that have sought to take control over designing the chips that are fundamental to their businesses. It's a risky move, but it could pay off in the long run. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert. All right. We've covered the latest AI and tech news. Now it's time for one of my favorite segments, Random Reads with Olivia. What mind-bending topic do you have for us today? Today we'll dive into the origins of generative AI and why it owes its existence to a revolutionary model called the Transformer. Fascinating. Can't wait to hear more. Hey, have you heard of the Transformer model? Transformer? Like the robots in the Transformers movie? No, not exactly. It's a language model that's the backbone of a new technology called generative AI. And it's been making waves lately. Sounds interesting. What's the deal with this generative AI? Well, it's a technology that can create sophisticated text, images, and even computer code that mimics human ability. And businesses are starting to experiment with it, thinking it could transform many industries. That's incredible. But what makes this possible? It's all based on the large language model technology, which is supported by the Transformer model developed by Google researchers in 2017. It's a versatile cognitive engine that's driving the development of generative AI. I see. But is there a downside to this technology? Yes. While it can increase productivity, it also poses a threat to employment, with 300 million workers at risk of automation, according to Goldman Sachs. That's a significant concern. It seems like this technology has the potential to change everything we know about work. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more about the Transformer model and the large language model technology, check out the article, Generative AI Exists Because of the Transformer, by the Financial Times. We'll include the link in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, you look like you've put on a little weight there. Yeah, I've been trying to shed a few pounds, but nothing seems to work. Have you tried Quick Fix Supplements? They have this amazing new product called the Magic Weight Loss Pill. Magic, huh? Yeah, I've tried everything else. Might as well give it a shot. Trust me, Luke, this stuff is amazing. I lost 20 pounds in just two weeks. Wow, that's incredible. Where can I get some? Just go to their website and order it right now. But hurry, they're selling out fast and the offer expires soon. Okay, I'm on it. What's the website? It's quickfixsupplements.com. And don't forget to use the promo code LOSE10 for an extra discount. Thanks, Jane. I'll let you know how it goes. No problem, Luke. Happy losing. Wait, is this safe though? Of course. The website said so. All right then, sounds good to me. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks, thank you to our lovely sponsor for making today's show possible. And to all you chubsters out there who fell for that magic pill, don't worry, we got some brain boosters that might actually do some good. Today, we're diving into some juicy AI research. 
we'll be covering topics like gaming, pipeline, and math reasoning. And we've got our very own AI research expert, Belinda, joining us to help break it all down. So sit tight and strap in, because things are about to get intellectual up in here. Our first paper today is Suspicion Agent, playing imperfect information games with Theory of Mind Aware GPT-4 from the University of Tokyo and the Allen Institute for AI. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper explores the applicability of GPT-4 in playing imperfect information card games. Imperfect information games are games where players don't have all the information about the game state, unlike perfect information games like chess or tic-tac-toe. The authors introduce Suspicion Agent, an agent that leverages GPT-4's knowledge retrieval and reasoning abilities to play these games. That's interesting. How exactly do they use GPT-4 for playing these games? GPT-4 has a strong high-order theory of mind, Tom, capacity, which means it can understand others and impact their behavior intentionally. The authors use this to design a planning strategy that allows GPT-4 to adapt its gameplay style against different opponents, while requiring only the game rules and descriptions of observations as input. And how did the experiments go? The authors showcase the capabilities of Suspicion Agent across three different imperfect information games qualitatively and then evaluate it quantitatively in Leduc Holdem. The results show that Suspicion Agent has the potential to outperform traditional algorithms designed for imperfect information games without any specialized training or examples. Fascinating. I'm curious to see how this technology could be applied in other areas. Our second paper today is titled DSP, Compiling Declarative Language Model Calls into Self-Improving Pipelines from a Team of Researchers from Stanford University, UC Berkeley, and other organizations. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is all about? Sure. This paper introduces DSP, a programming model that abstracts language model, LM, pipelines as text transformation graphs. The idea is to optimize LM pipelines in a more systematic way by having declarative modules that are parameterized and can learn how to apply different techniques. That sounds interesting. How does DSP optimize these pipelines? The team designed a compiler that will optimize any DSP pipeline to maximize a given metric. They conducted two case studies that showed how succinct DSP programs can express and optimize sophisticated LM pipelines that tackle complex tasks like math word problems and multi-hop retrieval. And what were the results of these case studies? The results were impressive. Within minutes of compiling, a few lines of DSP allowed models like GPT 3.5 and LAMA 2-13B chat to self-bootstrap pipelines that outperformed standard few-shot prompting in pipelines with expert-created demonstrations. On top of that, DSP programs compiled to open and relatively small LMs like T5 and LAMA 2-13B chat were competitive with approaches that rely on expert-written prompt chains for proprietary GPT 3.5. It's exciting to see how DSP can optimize LM pipelines and potentially lead to more efficient and effective natural language processing. Our last paper today is titled Math Coder, Seamless Code Integration in LLMs for Enhanced Mathematical Reasoning, and it's from a team of researchers from Chinese University of Hong Kong and Shanghai AI Lab Belinda. Can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper is about enhancing the mathematical reasoning abilities of language models by enabling them to use code for modeling and deriving math equations. 
The authors propose a method of fine-tuning open-source language models to use code for mathematical reasoning, which they call MathCoder. That's interesting. How do they generate the datasets for code-based solutions to math problems? They introduce a method called MathCodeInstruct, which generates novel and high-quality datasets with math problems and their code-based solutions. Each solution interleaves natural language, code, and execution results. And how does MathCoder perform compared to other open-source LLMs on the Math and GSM 8K datasets? Impressively, the MathCoder models achieve state-of-the-art scores among open-source LLMs on these datasets. They substantially outperform other open-source alternatives and even outperform GPT-4 on the competition-level math dataset. The dataset and models will be released on GitHub for others to use. That's great to hear. It seems like MathCoder could have practical applications in fields like engineering and science. It's time to call it a day. I know, I know, it breaks my heart too. But it's that time again when we must bid adieu and part ways until next episode. But before I let you go, my dear haters, lovers, and everything in between, I want to thank the brains who make this show possible. First off, Robert, the analyst extraordinaire, who crunches numbers like a boss. Then we have Olivia, the internet explorer who finds anything and everything on the World Wide Web. And last but not least, Belinda, the AI research expert who never ceases to leave me in awe with her brilliance. And for all the juicy details we talked about today, remember to check the episode description. Because who needs a memory when you have a miracle of technology in your palms, am I right? Now, before I go, let me leave you with a joke. Did you know that Microsoft holds a bi-monthly productive week where they use Google instead of Bing? Tragic, right? And on that note, folks, it's time to wrap things up. Remember, you can always send me some love or hate mail, whichever floats your boat. Until next time, ciao for now.